The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Coming up after 10.15, the ladies join me for the Passion View panel, and we'll talk about things like what does it mean to be sexy and how the practice of gratitude actually increases sexual satisfaction. We'll also talk about using sex as a coping mechanism, especially during these times, and uh, if we have time for that, self-esteem and sexual satisfaction. So uh, unless there's a topic that you want the view of uh, three ladies here, you can bring up the topic as well. All topics uh, are, are welcome if you want to view. But first... Time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with passion at 514-800. All right. You know, you can always email me at to Lori at drlaurie.com. Uh, this texter writes in first text of the evening. Hello, Dr. Lori. I know a MILF is an older, mature woman, but what do the initials stand for, if any, anything at all? Yes, they stand for something. Uh, the last word I can't say on air, but it's mothers I'd like to F. <laughs> uh, Gilf, grandmas I'd like to F <laughs> is another one. Uh, so yes, MILF refers to a hot, sexy, older, uh, more mature woman. That's what it uh, stands for. So it does have, it does have origins um, in that. Uh, all right. Hello, Dr. Lori. I've stumbled across your show a couple of years ago and loved it. I have a hard time talking about sex with my wife. I was wondering if you had tips on how to initiate the talk to have a productive conversation. I always find myself too shy to bring it up. I know I shouldn't, but I do find it hard. So here we're talking about sexual communication and sexual communication has been studied and we know that people who have good sexual communication have more satisfying sex lives. So what does it mean to communicate about sex? It means that you can have conversations where you feel free and comfortable and safe to talk about your likes and your dislikes. Um, what you would like to try, what you uh, don't, what you're not interested in, what feels good for you, what doesn't feel good for you, to be able to direct your partner so that you get each of you get the maximum pleasure out of your sexual experience. So it's not like a one talk thing. It's 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 like saying to have the you know sex ed talk like one time the talk the big talk. It's not about that, but more about easing into. Uh, just communicating about sex in general. So before you, maybe you'll feel comfortable talking about some of your fantasies or your likes and dislikes. Maybe you can talk generally about sexuality. That might give you an idea of what your partner, uh, what your partner thinks about certain things. And maybe she's not bringing it up because she feels that she doesn't want to embarrass you. And, and so it, it, it just, this cycle kind of, kind of happens and it, it becomes an elephant in the room or just a topic that's avoided altogether, which isn't the healthiest. Like it's not that it's going to destroy you, but it, it, it would be, you'd have a, probably a, a more satisfying sex life if you were able to just talk a little bit more openly. So bringing up things that you might have read, for example, or things you heard on this program, you can say, Oh, I heard them discuss this topic. What do you think about that? And just to get an idea of, uh, of where your partner is at, even like 
you know, trying, trying new things. You don't want to say, Hey, do you want to do this? But more about what do you think about this? I heard about this. What do you think about that? So talking in general rather than specific and then moving it little by little into what would you like and what, what makes you feel good? And because this can also change. The reason why it's not a one talk thing is that over the course of a lifetime, what we like and don't like actually can change. So some things that might've felt good at the beginning of our relationship, maybe don't feel as good now or other things might feel better. So this is why we kind of have to keep a little bit of an openness uh, to that. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Today was my first day back at work, and I must say it was nice to socialize with others. Today, a young man in his mid-twenties flirted with me at a lineup at lunch at Subway's. I am an over-50 woman, but can pass for early 40s. I only smiled and brushed off the flirt, saying nothing. He tried to get my attention, and it was becoming annoying. I turned to him and told him I'm not the least bit interested in a nice way. He began to talk to the man behind him, commenting about me. I could see his reflection in the glass in front of me, jokingly making gestures of grabbing my butt and breasts. I turned to him and nicely asked him, asked his name stupidly he replied told him he seemed like a nice young man and i asked how old he was he replied 27 i paused looked at him and said you are a child an immature child who needs to grow up i saw the gestures you were making in the reflection of the window <clears throat> didn't your parents teach you manners teenagers have more sense than you he said f you lady then the gentleman behind him said to him, I think it is best you leave and come back later. And a young girl, I would say 17 behind him, really told him off. I will not say what she said, but the word a-hole came out about five times, and that was the lighter of the words she used. He left giving everyone the finger, but not before a large man stopped him at the door and said, I think everyone here deserves an apology. And was that finger meant for me too? I saw the front of his pants get wet. He did give a very fast, I'm sorry, and ran out the door to his car. A round of applause was given. The teenage girl apologized for her language, but said it's the best way to treat people like him. What is wrong with the younger generation of men? I mentioned what happened to some co-workers, and they all agreed. Most men in their mid-twenties have no respect. Most lie constantly and think they are better than everyone else. I think that's a, um, <clears throat> a really big statement to make, that most men in their mid-twenties are like that, that, that most men have no respect in, in that age group. I don't, I don't think that's the case. I think it's dangerous to paint a whole category or a whole age with the same brush. Granted, there are a-holes everywhere you go and in every age category, and there's immature, there are very mature 18-year-olds, very immature 30-year-olds. So it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, paint the brush. I wouldn't use the same brush for every single person. Um, uh, my wife has rejected me a few times. I've rejected her a couple times. Now we're at the point where we both seem scared to try. Fear of rejection is my concern. I think it's important to talk about it with, uh, with your wife is saying exactly this, like, you know, I know uh, I feel bad. I know I reject, I rejected your advances. I was tired or stressed and it just wasn't the right time. And I know the same for you and it's okay. As long as we can talk about it, that's the important thing. So like you're not, you may be getting an invitation from a partner, whichever way it goes, and you may not feel like it. And and that's perfectly okay. And it has to be okay in your marriage as well, but you need to be able to 
talk about it so it's not a personal thing, right? It's not like I'm not rejecting you, I'm rejecting the sex. It's it's a little bit different, right? Uh, especially in these times where everybody copes differently and for some people sex is just not on their minds and so that's something that that you can certainly talk about. So I think it is important to to be able to have this conversation otherwise it is the elephant in the room. It's it's like, okay, let's just avoid it. We're, we're both scared to be rejected, so we'll just avoid even talking about it or even avoid trying. And then the longer it goes, the it's, it becomes more and more awkward, right? So maybe a week goes by, then two weeks, then two months, then three Like It just keep, it can get a long stretch. And then people start to feel really awkward about bringing it up when it's been that long, which is why it's really, really important to be able to, um, talk about this. Um, JD says, no, I don't think it's just younger men. I think that people are just getting stupid now. (laughs) That could be, I don't know. Maybe case of the stupids. I don't know. Uh, coming up, the passion view. So the ladies will join me and we'll talk about what does it mean to be sexy. And I'll ask you the question: How would you define uh, sexiness? Is it just outer beauty? Is it what is it about? And one of our listeners brought this up, so I'm going to share his email, and we'll have that discussion coming up uh, shortly. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. So happy to have uh, my girlfriends with me. I wish I could say in studio. Totally miss seeing these ladies. Uh, with us on the line, virtually speaking, uh, Paris Mansouri is with us. Single lady Paris Mansouri of parisology.com. <laughs> I love saying that, Paris. <laughs> Uh, it's great. And uh, Dania Beznas, who is mom, grandma, and entrepreneur. I know that makes you sound old, but you're not. So I just want to <laughs> clarify that, Dania. Beautiful Thank as you. ever. I miss you girls, really do. Uh, how are you guys doing? I'll let Dania go. <laughs> oh, good. You know, <laughs> I mean, just trying to take one day at a time. Okay. But good, really good. Okay, good. That's good to hear. What about you, Paris? Yeah. I'm honestly really really good I'm totally okay with being at home and I realize that I've got it better than a lot of people so I just don't allow myself to even complain or go there mentally I've got shelter and safe my loved ones are safe I have access to food um yeah so just riding it out Right. I think that uh, all three of us in that same position know how to be grateful also for how lucky we are, too, and and to be okay. Yeah, I just, the whole, we're all in the same boat. I feel like we're all in the same storm, but not in the same boat, honestly. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. No, you uh, you are right for sure. I want to open this up to our uh, our listeners as well. If there are any topics that they would like to discuss with uh, the three of us, that'll be fun. I don't know if you guys heard the last text that I read, which was about a, a woman standing in line at a subway and was like lewd comments coming from a 27-year-old. So I just want to share the text from this. Um, good for that woman to stand up to that young, rude guy. Bad that there's so much vulgarity around, but it's reassuring whenever good folk confront it and drive it away, hopefully for a long while. So that it's like there weren't any bystanders. Everybody kind of got in on it, apparently, in the line because he was being just making lewd gestures, kind of like the, 
the typical, uh, you know, when we, when we see, uh, you know, like you're walking down the street and the typical scene construction worker, not that I want to rag on construction workers cause that's not really what they do, but you know, that typical thing of somebody hooting at you or, or what have you. And anyway, I'll just let that one go. Uh, all right. I want to, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. And it's so hard because I can't see you, which is crazy because usually I'm like so good at picking up on your facial expressions and going there. And now I don't have that and it (laughs) bugs me. (laughs) So that's a downside to it. And you roll your eyes at me sometimes and I can't see that. (laughs) Okay, Dania does. Um, Okay, ladies, I'm going to share an email with you guys and then I'm going to ask you the question and then you can each take a turn. Okay. So this, uh, this guy emails me, I got an interesting, got into an interesting conversation with two coworkers today, both male. I'm 61, the other, uh, 27. And then the other one was 40. We noticed two women walking together, one very attractive, maybe in her early thirties, the other not so attractive and a bit overweight. The 27 and 40 year old commented how the attractive woman was sexy. I'm the kind of guy who believes sexiness has little to do with how someone looks, how someone looks. I believe sexiness is something either someone has or has not, regardless of age and body type. Yes, someone may look sexy, but does not mean they are sexy. You can talk to a woman and regardless of what she looks like or body type, discover how sexy she is or talk to a very attractive woman and discover how sexy she is not at all. Both disagreed with me and both said you have to look sexy to be sexy. Am I wrong or are they missing something? I think sexiness comes from within. So I thought, hmm, would be interesting to talk about uh, what does it mean to be sexy. And one of my texters saying, I'm rolling my eyes. Thanks. <laughs> I'm going to get the, the eye roll emoji. I don't think the emojis come up on the, on our text board. So I'm, I'm grateful for that one. Uh, so the question is, what does it mean, uh, to be sexy? I think it's a very, it's a, it was a very interesting conversation that he had with these, these male, his male counterparts to, uh, to see, right. The, 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 the two that he was, talking to thought it was just an external thing so I just wanted to throw it out there and and throw it out to our listeners what does it mean to be sexy and then I wanted to check in with the two of you so Paris you go first I think it's really uh relative to and obviously there's the conventional idea of beauty and there's a conventional idea of sexiness. Somebody might think Helen Mirren is sexy. Somebody might think Pamela Anderson is sexy. You know, and then what's beautiful and what's sexy is just really relative to that person's opinion. Mm. Uh, You know, sexiness could be, you know, a a rock hard body to some people and then a dad bod to someone else. It, It could be in an attitude that obviously does conventionally sexy as well. That's a good point. So sexy is like beauty. It's in the eye of the beholder. beholder. Exactly. But it's obviously there's a conventional idea. It's like you look at someone and you're like, wow, I know that. Like you look at Pamela Anderson. If somebody was to say, is she beautiful or is she sexy? I think in her maybe 15 years ago, somebody would have said, wow, she's sexy. And now she's beautiful. There's, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it changes and it has a different connotations to different people depending on on their views i don't think it's a one-size-fits-all even though there's a conventional idea of what sexiness is i don't i think it's still in the eye of the beholder 
Okay. And, and I really think age doesn't matter either. Like I'm thinking of uh, Grace and Frankie. So if you look at, if anybody's seen Grace and Frankie, it's with um, Dania, get me, who, who's it with again? Uh, Jane Fonda and, and ooh, Lily Tomlin. <laughs> that's right, Lily, Lily that, Tomlin. Thank you. Right. you see, the young brain is uh, answering for us. Thank you, Paris. That's right. Um, Thanks, so, Paris. like, if you look at those two women, I would say Jane Fonda is really sexy, even though, like, she's you know the way just, I don't know just the way she carries herself. Whereas I wouldn't call Lily Tomlin sexy, but I, you know, do you know what I mean? So, right, but if, if Sophia Loren was in the same room as Jane Fonda, would Jane Fonda still be sexy? Oh, I see. Okay. Comparing the two. Ah, that's interesting. I'm just saying it's relative. Right. And then if you put James Mansfield in the room, who's sexy, Sophia Loren or James (laughs) Mansfield? Can't we all just be sexy? (laughs) But we all are. We all are in our own way to the to certain people we are. I think I think the 60-year-old guy, I mean, I, I, I agree with him in a way, but I think he was not mixing up, but sexy, attractiveness. Um, you learn to be attracted to people sometimes that you don't maybe think are attractive or sexy at the beginning, but sometimes you get to know them and they become that. Perhaps he's had more experience in that respect, so that's why his thoughts went that way as opposed to the other two younger men. Maybe, but is attractiveness yeah. and sexiness the same thing? I don't think so. I think you can be attracted to a partner and, and you don't necessarily need to call them sexy. Or you may not right, think but I, What I was saying was I think that maybe he mixed those two things together. Right. So here's a couple right? of texts here. Maybe. I think Jennifer Lopez looks very sexy. She is super hot, but my opinion may change if I ever met her. She will right. always be beautiful, but maybe mm-hmm. not as sexy. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Another That's one says, so interesting. Yeah. I would disagree. Sexy is forever, but it's like somebody will always be sexy, but they may stop being beautiful to you if their personality is not great. But sexy but is sexy. That's interesting. I, I don't know. Maybe it's in the mind. It's, to me, somebody who has... Um, like who who exudes confidence to me that's sexy. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe for uh, for different people. Like this person says, um, I, I feel they're both right. Personally, I don't find bony women sexy. To me, a sexy body type has big breasts, big bum, mm-hmm. hips, and a right. flat stomach. Even if some are considered overweight, I think it is a combination of a lot of things, attraction mm-hmm. and personality, and for both it could be subjective. But confidence, he says, confidence is the main thing. So that's where I was going, is like it, you can be any any size, and it doesn't matter, but there is a certain confidence that you that one exudes that I, I think is the that's the sexy part. I don't know. I, again, I, I don't think... <sighs> It's so relative, and I. It's the thing with beauty is that there's conventional beauty, but sexy. I think what you're saying is, or it doesn't. You don't need to be a certain weight. You don't. It's just in how you carry yeah, yourself. Right, in how you carry yourself. Yeah, well, but I think that's that partly. Yeah. Well, no, some people can do it and not be confident and still appear. That's true. Confident and sexy. Um, uh, or not be confident but still be sexy. Yeah. I think so. I think, think, yeah, for sure. That could be in the conventional uh, way too, right? Because then it could just be a bodily thing. 
a sexy it, body and the way we think a sexy body is, you know, with but, the perfect breasts. You know, breasts it, and... in men and women, I think the con- when you think of beautiful men and beautiful women, there are conventional concepts to both. But I think a sexy man and a sexy woman are very different. Okay, I, I'm okay with that. So there's a convention. There's the convention of what we're told is sexy in our society because it's also societal. This is our society. It may not be the same worldwide. Exactly. Right. right. So this is what we are kind of fed in a way. So it's kind of a, it's got to be made up then <laughs> to some degree. <laughs> to some degree, it's a learned thing. Well, I'd ask Daniel, Daniel, what is a sexy man to you? Oh, you're so mean. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out really what sexy is. Um, What is a sexy man to me? I don't know. I like, I I don't know. Come on. Isn't it more physical than than anything else? It's like physical and how you carry yourself and like just debonair in the air you give off. Yeah, I also find, uh, you know, a certain type of very deep voice. Um, right. Okay. I don't. I, a square I don't really, jawline, I, like those are typical yeah. evolutionary things. Though, if you look at the research and the the uh, evolutionary psychology, we as women are and men are attracted to a certain, um, generally, you know, hips and whatever proportions. But uh, women are attracted to certain proportions in terms of jawlines and voice also there's research done on that so there is because those are signals of uh um you know genetic material i guess (laughs) like i'm not you know very masculine genetic material i don't know so but you know again like sexy i find baldness sexy i like but bald bald i don't like uh um you know, half bald. I like bald bald. Right. Right. <laughs> right. But that's and, a sign of confidence too, that someone can, you know, take, yeah. Shave it all off. Exactly. Right. And yeah. Yeah. So. That's true. Oh, I like this one. Sexy man, smiling eyes, happy wrinkles and well-groomed. I also am big on happy wrinkles. I like oh, that. Well-groomed. Yeah. That's true. I like Com- well-groomed coming up and a very deep, Right. Coming up, we'll talk about gender differences in casual sex. I'm curious to know what the ladies think about this after we check in with our CJD 800 newsroom. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. From the pleasure and the politics to the hangups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. The Passion View tonight, that means a ladies' panel. We've been discussing what does it mean to be sexy, and lots of people are weighing in. As usual, we have Paris Mansouri, who uh, joins us. She is in uh, her 30s, and she is single. Uh, she is the founder of Parisology.com as well. We have Daniel Beznos, who is in her 50s, married, mom, grandma, entrepreneur as well. Uh, so what does it mean to be sexy? Lots of people wait in, and I'm going to share some of these right now. Dr. Lori, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So is sexy. Mm-hmm. So there you go. They agree with mm-hmm. you. Uh, hopefully, sexiness is perceived emanating mostly from within the person, and physical cuteness completes the vibe. Ooh, that's you two. Too cute. Um, <laughs> no, sexy is part of one's personality, regardless of looks. Never judge a book by its cover. And I like this. Sexy men can have gray hair, but sexy women don't. I, th- I find that interesting 
that mm. it's true when we look at men who have graying hair, for example, we call that, you know, ooh, that's debonair or whatever we whatever word we use. But I have not heard that used for women with gray hair. Yep. Right? That's true. <laughs> Boy, do we fight to get rid of our gray hair. Yeah, but some women with gray hair are very classy looking. Yes, classy, yes, yes. Yeah. But we're talking sexy now. So I find that interesting. But we'll call a man sexy who has gray hair, right? Uh, I like this uh, This text. writes, hello, Dr. Lori. I'm an overweight woman, and I'm always surprised when a man finds me sexy. When I ask them what they find sexy about me, and they say it's the way I carry myself. And again, to me, that's a confidence thing, confidence. right? Yeah. Another one writes, um, a man or a woman, they have to smell good. I think you brought that up, the, the good hygiene and the smelling good. Yes, you don't want to smell like mothballs or like you haven't washed in a few days for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> like you just took that sweater out of a mothball. I had that vision for some reason. I remember way, way back going on a date and that's exactly what he smelled like. I was like, oh boy, that's uh. a deal breaker. Um Another one writes, oh my God, Jane Fonda, who I thought is sexy, at least in Grace and Frankie, I thought so. Uh, Not sexy at all. Yes, she's pretty and looks very good for her age, but recently saw her on the reboot, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? She had the personality of a turnip. Uppity, boring, bland, I could go on. Definitely no sex appeal whatsoever. But on the show, she's sexy. I don't know if it's her, or maybe because she... I wouldn't she, call her sexy on the show. I'd say she's very classy. Yeah, I don't know. I like find, her look, but I don't right. wouldn't call her sexy. Okay. Dr. Laurie, in doing some research for a show for you, actually, I was talking to women who cam. Yeah. So who do camming. And there explain, was one, that, explain that to our listeners who don't know what you're saying here. So camming is getting in front of your camera, whether it's on your smartphone or on your computer. You basically set yourself up on an account. Uh, There are camming, quote-unquote, camming sites out there. Some are extremely popular. So you sign yourself up for an account and you do live videos of yourself by yourself, either self-pleasure or just nudity or you're just on camera and you're naked and you're eating. But there's different, you know, there's variations of what okay. you do. And this, part- I, I'd spoken to a couple of them uh, before uh, an owner of a campsite uh, was to come on and do an interview. And one of these women that I spoke with was uh, probably around 50 or 60 pounds overweight. Um, and, you know, her, she, she said it herself. She's like, I know I'm not conventionally beautiful, but she, and then she said, she's like, you're crazy if you think people don't find you attractive. She's like, we've been fooled into thinking that we're not beautiful unless we're a certain size. But mm-hmm. she's like, I make a very, very good living and people love me and my body and are willing to pay a lot of money to see it naked just on video. <laughs> right. Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. And again, it's, it's uh, there's also preferences, right? There mm-hmm. are people, exactly. uh, like people who like really skinny athletic builds and others who like meat uh, on, on the bones. Like there's, there's I mean, I, again, that, that's a preference thing. That certainly varies, oh, which is beauty why... beauty is in the eye of the beholder. There right? you go. And so, apparently, so is sexiness. A uh, couple, couple more texts. Sad, but it matters what the person wears. If someone wears baggy clothes, their shape is not evident, but wearing something form-fitting yet flattering makes all the difference. So the clothes uh, is part of sexiness. Uh, confidence, the non-arrogant kind, is definitely a valued addition in the sexiness column. Intelligence, kindness, athleticism, and of course, phys- physical attributes count. 
when it comes to baldness, I think the guy has to have a nice rounded shaped head for that to count. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I have seen some not so nice looking heads. Yes. <laughs> Um, sexy and beauty also change with generations. What's sexy now was the same in 1920s, which is interesting because the beauty, um, comes back, right? Like we have, we have certain styles that keep coming back that are found to be, uh, sexy when, in different generations. So I, I, yeah. So Marilyn Monroe would be sexy today if she was sexy then. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Absolutely. I don't know if Jennifer Lopez would be sexy, you know, in 1950 or 40. I don't know. Right. That's good. That's good. Uh, another, there's an, someone says, I personally met Britney Spears at a Montreal hotel. Always thought she was pretty and sexy. I can tell you she looks sexy, but far from it. And kind as she was, she just did not have it. That mm. it being that little magic that projects natural sexiness. Mm-hmm. I agree. I've, I've also met her. She is lovely and she's really sweet. Um, but that, that whatever that uh, essence or that vibe that you exude, I would agree with this texture. So it's my, so weird. it is a vibe. There is a. But she gets it on, but she has it on stage. She can put it on. She can, yeah. You can, fa- I suppose you can fake it in those ways, but that's the conventional yeah. sexiness too, right? Um, the sexiest thing a man can do, in my opinion, is to be a good dancer. It raises his attractiveness level by leaps and bounds. I like that too, by the, yeah, I think that's great too. Men it take heed. what dance. Yeah. Many women love a good dancer. <laughs> I guess so. Why? What do you mean? <laughs> Uh, I, she writes, I've heard it's evolutionary too, sign of a healthy breeding partner. Why? What dance don't you like, Paris? Well, I, I just think it it varies. Again, I think it's in the eye of the beholder. Let's say you are, I don't know, uh, you know, at a salsa club somewhere and this man absolutely knows how to move like that, definitely. But, you know, to some people, certain dances might not be... <laughs> It's so sexy. As attractive. <laughs> like, I'm Middle Eastern, right? And sometimes I don't find when men dance, like, Middle oh, Eastern Oh, like belly style. dancing, dancing, right. Yeah, like, certain men dance. I don't, again, <laughs> this is really bad. But in, like, Persian dance, like, in Persian parties and things like that, there's certain movements that certain gentlemen do in certain types of dances, and it's just really not. Okay, and to, you. So great. <laughs> to you. To you. Well, to most women, and that's why. Like, there's, okay. there's different... If those our listeners who have ever gone to Middle Eastern or Persian parties know what I'm talking about. There's a certain like there's the basics where you can stand and clap and do like basic arm gestures, mm-hmm. but then there are those that go just a little too far. Okay, and then it's too far into the sexy. belly dancing thing because I love yeah, belly like, dancing. I find that one of the sexiest dances, absolutely. but for women, yeah, exactly. But it's when the men start trying to move their hips in certain ways, it just stops being sexy. <laughs> yeah, okay. But in, in Someone Delta wrote it, and that kind of dancing, those hip movements are very sexy. Yeah, I think. Yeah, the, there's that too. Uh, Alan yeah. says, "Alan says the chicken dance, <laughs> not good, um, not True. good." Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm always very attracted to people that are positive and have great uh, personalities. So that's another one. The Lady Carol from Walking Dead. Has anybody seen Walking Dead? I like Walking no. Dead. Anyway, she's an older woman and he says, is sexy to me. She had short gray hair. She is just the coolest. Yeah. So she's cool with a gun. Yeah. It's really cool. And an axe and all that. So maybe that that's all part of it because she's a badass. 
Um, <laughs> Dr. Lloyd, my 46-year-old fiancé weighs 164 pounds and 5'3", and I find her very sexy and hot, and I'm only... And I'm only 71 years old. <laughs> wow. <laughs> cool. Uh, sexiness. Okay, I think we're going to put sexiness to rest. But when we come back, I do want to talk about gender differences in casual sex. Apparently, casual sex is not so great for women. You ladies will tell me if you think if that's a surprise to you or not. That's coming up. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. The Passion View tonight, where the ladies get together and chat about different topics. And of course, tonight we got all of you involved uh, a lot when we talked about what is sexy, because everybody has an opinion about that. Uh, The ladies with me, I would love to be able to say in studio, but sadly not. Uh, Paris is with us. Uh, Paris is a single lady in her 30s. Uh, She is the founder of Parisology dot com and uh, is a regular contributor to cjd and sits in for me when i'm not around but these days i've got nowhere to go so i'm here uh and uh tanya beznos is with us she is uh, a woman an entrepreneur in her 50s as well so we're talking about uh people are still texting in their uh, their their sexiness things but i want to get this i want to talk about this with you first First of all, there was a recent study that found that 78% more of adults between the ages of 18 and 34 had casual sex with someone they met online. Does that surprise either of you? And more Paris because she's in the like single thing, you know? It's not something I've, I mean, I don't online date and that's just a a conversation (laughs) that a lot of my friends are having now because they're laughing. They're like, what are you going to do now? You have no more options. You're forced to do it because I've been... Not, I have not online dated in, I would say, like 10 years. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, I have not. It's just I don't have the apps. I've never been on Bumble, on Tinder, on any of those. Oh, um, my. So, sorry? Oh, I said, oh, my. <laughs> oh, I thought you said why. No, oh, my. Okay, why? <laughs> but, yeah. but I just, it's a lot of time investment for, yes. I'm just much more, like, have a conversation in person, meet them socially or, or wherever out and about. And if you hit it off, then great, let's meet again. But I just don't, uh, you have this whole virtual relationship with someone, whether it's a day or 24 hours of texting or a week of texting, and then you meet and there's no, there's nothing, nothing, there's no chemistry at all. Well, this Um, is why the video stuff now is probably helping eliminate people faster i think i think people can do that well like you know they're connecting on facetime or whatever i've been told that that's what i have to do or i don't have any more hope (laughs) poor paris (laughs) i bet you if i put it out there i'd get lots of people wanting to date you right about now there's Um, no way agree (laughs) yes i agree with that Talk about a beautiful, sexy woman. I um, agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Although uh, Carlos says, bravo, Paris. I guess he's, he's okay with you not being online. Uh, yeah, you'd get a lot of calls if you were online. But anyway, so I, I wanted to share this thing because there's a lot, obviously a lot of people engage in casual sex. It's uh, uh Interestingly, more men say they have than women, which doesn't make any sense. But nonetheless, we know there's already a bias there and men tend to over-report, women under-report. But this study wanted to find out not just what motivates people to engage in casual sex, but also how people felt afterwards. And they looked at the men and the women. 
And the women said that they felt more lonely, unhappy, rejected, regretful, and felt more negative feelings about themselves and were more concerned about being negatively judged by others. Men, they said they felt more sexually satisfied, happier, confident, content, and their mood improved. Like diametrically opposed the feelings after casual sex. I'm wanting to know what you Well, the whole thing is, is that uh, to me, casual sex, you shouldn't equate that with any feelings or emotions. It is what it is. It's casual sex. So why would you feel rejected after that? I, I don't, I don't understand that. It's, I, uh, Dania, knowing several women who've done this and it's honestly, it's the expectation. You think that, oh, you know, he's going to be intimate with me and I'm going to change his mind. He's going to feel the intensity. Emotions are going to come out of it and then nothing happens. And then they feel completely rejected. Like that's been so, my experience. That's why, I, not personally me, just not something that I would get myself into. I, I just don't understand when people, not just women, just gen, in general, you project feelings and you hope that that person is going to feel what you're feeling or you're going to change their mind about the situation, whether you're a guy or a girl, hmm. thinking that doing something extra is going to make them feel any kind of way. So you, you think then, you think there's a there's a hidden agenda, even though exactly. someone might be, uh, they, someone might might go into it where the other person says, "Look, this is just casual. It's just a hookup. I don't, you know, uh-huh. no expectations." There's a hit. There's still a, a hidden agenda. I want to just share this emailer says, "Of course, most women don't feel so good after casual sex. We are brainwashed from very young." to not be promiscuous or else be shamed, whereas men are applauded for scoring as much as possible. This is a societal scam which benefits men and supposedly keeps women faithful to one man while men have permission to play the field. The reality is it's an equal number of people who engage in casual sex. It has to be mathematically anyway. So um, it's just that women don't report it or even in studies or don't admit to it because exactly what you say is that there is no equality there. There's still a double standard even now, Mm -hmm. which is like, it's crazy, but it's still there. Um, somebody says, I agree totally with Paris. This is Robert who says, I'm just like her. No online dating. Maybe you should meet Robert Paris. (laughs) Um, another one says, way to go Paris. Online dating is more a way to find a fast screw. (laughs) Some people have met, like there are good stories about online dating. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I wouldn't be into it either, but. But ladies, how do you do with these dates? Okay, fine. Like, how many online virtual dates can you go on before you meet someone in person? Like, I'm trying to navigate this now. You go on a date. Like, forget kissing or or making out or even, like, you know, one-night stand. Like, even holding hands is becoming an issue now. Like, what would even a date look like? I would say people would say holding hands is way too intimate, but having sex is okay. <laughs> That would be my thinking because holding hands, you know, might implicate that I really care about you and that you're my partner. Whereas just having sex with you says nothing. That's the, that's the dip, but things have changed to that point. Whereas years back, maybe that's not the way it was, but now those two are so, are so separate. You talk to young people today, at least I've talked to young people who they don't, they, they'll have sex, but they will not identify their relationship like they they won't put a label on their relationship so then what is it anyway it's, it's interesting but um let's see 
person says, for men, casual sex is a quick, good old in and out, in, uh, in, out, in, out. Women, it went in and they need to get it out. I don't know. It's like, (laughs) it's more about like, get out, you know, it's like after casual sex, leave. It's not, that's another study was looking at. It's like, you don't want that person to stick around because there's no emotional, like it's not the person Uh you want to wake up to because that would be more of a, of a connection, I guess. But this whole thing is, I think people need to pay more attention to what the psychological impact as well. And and maybe if we taught that, that like the psychological impact of, especially, especially for women, men won't be too happy with this, but, um, yeah, I think, uh, either we, it, because the, the double standard is not going to change that fast. It can take mm-hmm. more generations, uh, to do that, but this gender difference still exists. It's, it's there. I don't know if there's a solution. Beyond that, it's emotional intelligence as well. If you, as, as a person, forget as a man or a woman, but if you as a person, um, are in a situation where you don't fully understand what the other person, I mean, I'm not saying you, you can be a mind reader, but just by a person's behavior, or just the circumstances, you know that they're not in love with you. If it's like if you've known each other for two weeks, this person's not automatically going to turn into this super caring, thoughtful, mm-hmm. doting individual and immediately make sure that your emotional and your physical needs are met the, the next morning. Right. But as this person said, casual sex, I think, is hugely guy-driven. Sure, it's fun to ejaculate and ejaculate in or around a woman, but there's so much more to being together than that. Women hugely invest their emotions when getting intimate, and rightly so, but they often end up settling for way less in the encounter. And of course, that's a disappointment. I mean, some women do it well. I'm not, uh, right? Yeah, I just, I, that's such a massive generalization. Okay. It's so so massive. That's just saying that women are in, investing their emotions when they get intimate. That's like part of the whole dialogue that you know men are in it for you know just the just that moment. It's not true. Plenty of women just want to have a good time, and for some reason, it's this kind of dialogue that stigmatizes women. Right. Because if women are hugely invested in their emotions, then if you're a woman who's not investing emotions, then what's wrong with you? You're right. You know, Right. Makes you feel like there's something. Well, that's it. Exactly. And and it perpetuates the same double standard that that why why can't women be the same or invest in the same way or not invest in that way. Right. Well, sadly, we've run out of time. We always do. It always goes really quickly when we are together, my lady friends. But you will be back next month. And hopefully, I keep saying this every month, like hopefully in person, (laughs) we can maybe (laughs) keep, we can keep that six feet apart in studio, but we'll see if they let us. I think that's coming soon. The in-person thing is so much better. Yeah. Yeah. So much better. Well, ladies, thank you so much. Paris, where can people find you? I don't know if you want to be found at this point. Now that's just... (laughs) It's at parasology.com and parasology is with an IE. Oh, with an IE. Nice. Oh, you did it the French I way. To, I tried to Google you. I couldn't find it. <laughs> oh, now I know why. And Dania, do you want to be found? <laughs> uh, sure. Apple and Pear Design. All right. That's the name of your company. Yeah. Ladies, always a pleasure. Truly, always a pleasure. I miss you. Stay safe, and we'll miss talk you soon. Too. All right. All right. Bye, guys. Uh, thank you so much to our technical producer, Dave Simon, as well. And thank you for all your texts. They were amazing. Uh, we got so many, and, and it's just uh, it's wonderful 
when you interact with us in that way. If you want to uh, reach out to me on social media, you can do that at Dr. Lori Petito. Like my public page, that, and then you'll know when, whenever we start going live again. It'll be kind of fun. Uh, and also, you can go reach me through my uh, website, drlaurie.com, where there are podcasts there from all the past shows. Uh, coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening. Stay safe, and remember to live your life with passion.